Have you ever wondered how cats and apparently squirrels always seem to land on their feet? Seriously, they are the ultimate animal acrobats. I did a bit of digging and I discovered that the way cats manage to land on their feet is called the riding reflex. Cats can actually turn themselves the right way around during a fall in order to land safely on their feet. They can even do it blindfolded. It has something to do with the way their inner ear works and how quickly they respond to the messages that it sends to their brains. I remember hearing a news report from 2014 that Georgia Tech researchers were actually trying to figure out a way to make robots more like cats. And the reason? If robots can fall more gracefully and land on their feet, they'll sustain less damage on impact. Scientists still haven't really figured it out, but they are working on it. But as amazing as this God-given riding reflex is, it doesn't happen without one very important factor outside the cat. Gravity. Even though the mechanics are different, imagine the cat's inner ear being like a compass, and gravity is north. They can always easily and quickly orient themselves. In fact, whether we're talking about a cat or a gymnast or a robot or me and you, Physically landing on our feet requires being tuned in to that one monumental constant called gravity. You take away gravity and everything goes haywire. I actually saw a video one time of researchers who had taken cats into space to see how they would react. Those cats had a really difficult time figuring out which way was up. It was actually kind of pitiful to watch. You see, gravitational pull is something everything on Earth feels very very strongly. But what do you suppose would happen if gravity suddenly shifted? Right now, gravity seems to pull everything towards the center of the earth. But what if that center of gravity were suddenly somewhere else, even just a few degrees off? I'll tell you what would happen. It would be utter chaos. Not just for everything on earth, but for the earth itself. Okay, enough science. Here's my point. I hear an awful lot of talk these days about the hypocrisy of this group or that group, of this leader or that leader, or the hypocrisy of the left or the hypocrisy of the right, blah, 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 ad nauseum. Now, to be fair, there probably is plenty of hypocrisy to go around. For example, if someone were to say inexplicably how much they hate that, quote, awful rock and roll music, end quote, but then secretly listen to 80s hair bands when they were alone, well, they'd be true hypocrites. Why not just embrace the rock, right? But I digress. I think in the case of most normal people, what we often see only looks like hypocrisy. They aren't usually hypocrites in the truest sense of hypocrites, but they are truly misguided. What do I mean by that? I mean... It isn't true hypocrisy so much as it is a lack of a true north, to use the compass metaphor. So their internal compass has nothing true to lock onto. For those people, they've allowed their compass to get locked onto this cause or that cause, this issue or that issue, this trending topic or that trending topic. Why? Because they feel very strongly about those things right now. That's a really, really bad idea and a bad way to live because those things are constantly moving targets. They aren't stable. They aren't dependable. 
and the people locked onto them are like cats in space. They can't land on their feet because they don't have gravity as the dependable reference point. And it's pretty pitiful to watch as they flail about looking for which way to land when the cause or issue they're following so passionately suddenly shifts underneath them like sand on a beach. In Matthew 7, Jesus said, point blank, everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell. The rivers rose, the winds blew, and pounded that house, and it collapsed. And its collapse was great. Later, the Apostle Paul helped us to understand that what Jesus was describing is really the mark of a mature believer. In his letter to the Ephesians, he said that growing into a mature believer means that, quote, we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching by human cunning with cleverness and the techniques of deceit, end quote. In other words, we find that one super powerful force, that true north to focus on. Jesus described that force as, quote, these words of mine, end quote. There's nothing wrong with finding a cause or issue that you can get excited about. Just don't allow that thing to become your source of gravity or your true north. Instead, give God's word that prominence. When you do, you'll find that no shifting cultural sands can destabilize you into wondering which way is up. Instead, you'll find that you can always stick the landing.